Hi guys, welcome back. Um, happy Tuesday to another episode of Midwest Madness, your favorite true crime, cult, conspiracy, encrypted podcast. That's Emily. And that is Danielle. Um, and I just wanted to talk because you were saying all of the things. <laughs> she's going to be telling the story today. Um, yes. Maybe less upsetting than the past two weeks have been. Um... I mean, it's a missing persons. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Person is. I'm excited. More than one. To me, I'm more than one person. Um, but it's a little upsetting. Okay. Not, not as bad as my last one. I promise. Oh God. Perfect. Dropping things all over. Okay. And do we have any? I don't think we have any like fun facts or anything. No. No, we kind of used up our one fun fact on your episode. (laughs) Because we're recording these back to back to back to back. People don't need to know that. Well, they do now. <laughs> <laughs> I think they've kind of figured it out. Yeah, probably. Um, perfect. All right. Well, I guess then we can go ahead and get into it. All right. So I am going to be excited to hear your theories when I'm done. Because oh, I will be excited to tell you them. Okay. We'll just get into it okay. and, and you'll see what's up. Okay. Okay, so um, on Thanksgiving, this start our story starts Thanksgiving Day, November twenty sixth, twenty ten, in Morsony, I think is how you say it. Okay, Michigan. What so about we're Michigan? hopping to Michigan for the first time in a hot minute for a really long time. Yeah, it's been like almost ten episodes, I think, since we were in Michigan. Oh, maybe more. Um, so. Nine-year-old Andrew, seven-year-old Alexander, and five-year-old Tanner were last seen playing in their dad's backyard. He and their mom were in the middle of a divorce and custody battle over the boys. Um, Their mom, Tanya, who spells her name Tanya, so if I say Tanya, I mean Tanya. Okay. But um, she had filed for divorce only two months before in September. Okay. So usually... um, Tanya had custody, but since it was a holiday, she had given their dad, John, permission to have the kids for Thanksgiving. Okay. And then he was supposed to bring them back to their mom on Black Friday. Okay. So their dad's name is John. Their mom's name is Tanya. The boys are Andrew, Alexander, and Tanner. Um, Three boys? Yeah, and um, they're all under the age of 10. So um, their dad, on the night of Thanksgiving, or well, actually, the morning of Black Friday, um, drove to Holiday City, Ohio, which is 25 miles away from his house. So this is on the border, probably? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's right on the border. Okay. Closer than we are to Wisconsin. Okay. Um. Which means nothing to all of you, but does mean something to us. <laughs> so, um, he phone records show that he was traveling between 4.30 a.m. and 6.45 a.m. He was driving his blue Dodge Caravan. And police say that the drive would have only taken around 30 minutes one way. Um, so, he had about an hour and a half to do whatever he needed to do in the area of Holiday City, which is the opposite direction of Tanya's home. So, he still supposedly has the boys. Yes. Is he taking them with him? 
mm-hmm. supposedly allegedly and then he's there, there for what an hour and a half you say and then he comes yep. back and he comes back and he doesn't have the boys anymore what the hell so police believe that the boys bodies may have been dumped somewhere around there during that time or it's possible he could have killed them and gotten rid of their bodies at that time so they think that he killed them well they're not sure okay that's why it's a missing person <laughs> yeah um so some people including the police now because it's been almost 11 years yeah believe that the boys are dead but john insists that they're not um here are a couple of reasons why can i ask a question really quick yeah, before you yes, go please. any further mm-hmm how do they did he admit to driving down to this place in ohio no they or did ha- they track his, they like, tracked GPS his phone, or his phone? Okay. yeah his phone so phone records show but again this was 2010 so it's not like they could pinpoint it to a house or an exact location they just had like he was within this like 20 miles right. or whatever so the last place they were seen were on thanksgiving day playing in the yard in his backyard in yes his backyard yep the next morning, super early. Yep, four thirty. He supposedly drives them to Holiday City. Mm-hmm. Across the border, which does is... whatever he needs to do there. Yep. And then comes back without them. Yes. And I'm assuming I'm gonna hear his side of the story of what he thinks happens. Happened. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get into it. So can I ask one more question? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Go ahead. Do you know if he like? told the police where is he like no we were at home all night and then they were like uh-uh your phone was in ohio um from what it sounded like he does tell the police that he took them somewhere okay so he's not he's lying. not denying the fact that he did something okay we'll get into okay, it okay sorry but i know that, i'm asking yeah, a lot of no, premature questions you're good you're fine um so A couple of the reasons why people think that he may have killed the kids um, is that he, John, had Googled how to break a neck a week before the boys went missing. Oops. But to be fair, he did also attempt suicide by hanging. Like the same week? Like right around the time the boys go missing. I think it's like right after the police start being like, where are your kids? In that time frame, he did attempt suicide. Okay, so I don't think that really explains away so, that. But, but no, I, I don't think it explains it away. It's still fishy as hell, but, like, if I were his lawyer, I could be like, well, he was attempting to commit suicide, and he was going to do it after your kids went missing. by hanging, and so yeah. I didn't have a specific date for when he attempted, so I don't, I can't give you, like, specifics on that. Okay. It was just mentioned in a couple of the Suspish. sources. Suspish. Yeah. Um, so he was arrested. Um, and in September 2011, he was charged with unlawful imprisonment after pleading no contest. So he was not charged with murder and he was not charged with kidnapping, but he did not plead guilty to anything. He pled no contest, which, which means he's not going to argue it, but he's not saying that he's innocent. Right. Um, so, go ahead. Yeah, I have questions, but I'm going to just No, listen. go ahead. No, no, no. Okay. I'm gonna, okay. I'm going to keep going. 
Um, so he was given 10 to 15 years in prison, which does not like seem like enough to me. Um, in 2020, he tried for parole but was denied and has had two years added to his sentence. And the earliest... For what? I think that's just how they do parole in Michigan. Oh. Is like if you... If you don't get parole, it adds on to your sentence. What? That doesn't I, even make sense. I've heard of it happening, though. Uh, Dateline's podcast, I think, had a story about where, like, if you don't get parole, you get time at it or... That's I don't know. It, I don't... Let's be completely honest. Our prison system is fucking bonkers. So that could absolutely be a thing. I have no idea. So if anyone does know, let us know. Because, again not an expert um but he will be released in 2025 which is way too close to now but i don't know i don't know anything about his story so i can't really say if i think he did it or not his children are missing and i thought you were gonna explain oh like, i'm gonna get okay. there i'm gonna that's get what there. i'm waiting for to make okay. a decision so he isn't eligible for another interview with the parole board for two more years. And they said that um, the parole board denied his parole because they believe he's, quote, still a threat to the community, end quote. Um, John has never been charged of murder despite police and Tanya believing that he killed the children. What was his, what his motive be? Um, so I'm going to get into that, too. Okay. This is not, like, my most well-organized story. I was going to say, I feel like we're missing a lot Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, finding information on this one was uh, kind of weird because, like, since the parole hearing just happened, like, last year, yeah. that was, like, all the first stuff I was finding. Oh, right, right. So then I was trying to, like, fit things in in other places, and sometimes that just, my brain just doesn't do that very well. This is a case of that. Okay. I did my best. So, um... John continues to insist that he did not kill his children, but his story keeps changing for what has happened. So the first story he has is super short. So this is like the first one he told. This is the first story he's told. Okay. Um, he claimed that he gave Andrew, Alexander, and Tanner to a woman named Joanne Taylor. That's it? Yep. Okay. So like, I'm sure they went and found Joanne Taylor. They couldn't find anyone named Joanne Taylor. So... That was proven to be, like, not true because they were like, this person doesn't exist. Idiot. Like, why would you give such a specific name if you know it's not right? <laughs> right. Because he's an idiot. Um. Okay. Now, this is the big one. This is the one where I'm like, okay, maybe. But also, like, what? He also claimed that he gave the boys to a group of child protection activists. Is this a thing, an actual thing that exists? They're underground, Emily. Ooh. It's an underground community. Duh. Now, a lot of people, including John himself, have mentioned the Amish community as being where he brought his children. Is um, this the same as the second story? Yeah. So that's that's the underground the underground child protective child, people mm -hmm. are the amish are the amish yes i mean if you are gonna hide a child like the amish is a great place to go <laughs> as long they'll as they'll learn hard work as long as great furniture making <laughs> how to turn butter it'll be i mean it'd be not the worst place no, to go I agree. but also maybe the best places 
with their mom you know just or just you a thought. just a thought yeah um so the there are several different amish communities in michigan ohio pennsylvania and indiana that could have the boys john himself like i said had mentioned that the Amish community was where he brought Andrew, Alexander, and Tanner. One of my sources, um, it was, I think, um, one of my click on Detroit sources, um, went out and found, like, went out into one of the Amish communities and was like, tell us things. You know, like, could this be true? Could it be... A thing that could happen and basically they talked to uh, a young woman who was working at an Amish bakery and she said that the Amish communities tend to stay up to date on what's going on in the world via newspaper because you know they can't they have, have television and or radios or phones yeah no smartphones I should say yeah no electronics yeah um she even mentioned remembering reading the story about the missing boys in 2010 she said that if the boys were brought to the Amish community, that they would be taken in. So if okay. if their dad was like, I need you to take care of my sons, they the Amish would not have turned Turn them away. away. Um, but she also said that the if the boys were in an Amish community, that they would more than likely be turned in once people realized what was going Who on. Who they were and mm-hmm. what was, yeah. Yeah, because they're not so disconnected because – of you know they read the newspaper and whatever yeah so they're not so disconnected that they have no idea um and she also said that the communities in in all four of those states are very well connected to one another so if alexander andrew and tanner were in an in a community somewhere in that area they would know everybody would know yeah so it's not like also like they would be hiding them yeah i highly doubt they would be hiding them for 11 years yeah at this point yeah especially because like this case is still fairly active and don't you think the kids would be like at least somewhat old enough now to be like um hello something is fucked up yeah well especially the nine-year-old yeah he would be because he 20 well and even and that like the five-year-old it might he might not really remember yeah not living outside that community yeah but the nine-year-old would and the seven-year-old would more than likely as well yeah he'd be 18 now so Andrew and Alexander would more than likely be able to be like, this is not our family. Yeah. <laughs> so unless they like split the three boys up and then like got them way the hell out of the area. Maybe. To somewhere where. Probably not. Yeah. Which seems really unlikely, but I'm just giving them the benefit of the doubt. Um, so John said that he gave his children away to protect them from their mom, Tanya, who was abusing them. He also mentions that he, she was, like, he was, like, yeah, she's abusive, and here's my proof. Um, She is a registered sex offender. The mom? Yes. Tanya had pled guilty to fourth-degree criminal conduct for having sex with a 14-year-old boy in 1998. Now, to be fair, I do not know how old she was in 1998, because I don't know how old she is now. So, do you know what the age of consent is in? I don't. Because if I think about it this way, in 19, so in 1998, I would have been eight. And right, like, I could easily, 
in 2010 have had kids that were that age. Um, I think it doesn't really you matter know, her age because she was charged. Yeah, well, so, no, so we and, know something. Was and she not right. she pled guilty. Yeah, so we know something. Wasn't yeah, right. But we don't. Benef- are you playing yeah. like devil's advocate? I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to say like it sounds really, 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 really bad, and it is really, really, really bad. But it could be a situation where yeah, I get it, what you're saying. It was her boyfriend and his parents found out they were having sex and were like, "Oh my god," you know, like. Yeah. And yes, it is weird for an 18-year-old to be dating a 14-year-old. That's weird. Yeah. But it, you know, it could there we just don't know the whole situation, not right. that I'm saying that it's an okay thing. Right. It's not. Um but so she so I I was curious what fourth degree um criminal conduct was in Michigan. And so I looked it up and it said fourth degree in Michigan is a misdemeanor offense that involves unwanting, unwanted sexual touching. So, not good. Yeah. Um, and it can include having to spend up to two years in prison and a $500 fine. But it doesn't seem like Tanya ever went to prison. Okay. So, but she is a registered sex offender and she did plead guilty. Okay. She denied ever abusing the kids. And when the police looked into it, there was no evidence that she had abused any of the children either. Right. So, this Take is... that as a grain of salt. Yeah. So, um, like I said before, Tanya does believe that the boys are dead. So, he, like, his whole thing for giving them to the Amish was just because the mom was abusing them mm-hmm. he did was he not to... think he was gonna get them in the divorce or something well he already didn't have full custody and they weren't even divorced yet yeah but like why not like bring that to the courts i i don't know yeah that's stupid yeah so that's that's why this story is like what yeah you know like you just there's yeah it just doesn't make a lot of sense yeah um so police also believe that andrew alexander and tanner are dead in February of 2018, a box containing bone fragments, teeth, and rocks were found in Missoula, Montana. I I don't know why they went, oh, these bones probably belong to the boys. I have, yeah, that I don't, make, okay. I don't know. I tried to find why they connected it to them. I, it didn't really make sense to me. There's one thing, but I was like... It's a little weird. Yeah. So, um, okay. So, did I mention that they sent, um, or that anthropologist at Montana University said the boys, uh, or the bones, sorry. So, they sent them to this. So, they sent them to Washington, D.C. Okay. Um, for further DNA testing. I don't know why they had to send them that far. I'm wondering if, again, it just was technology, like Montana didn't have detailed enough stuff in 2018 yeah but that would be kind of weird yeah because it's 2018 that's like three years ago yeah um but anyway so anthropologists at montana university said that the bones were recent and belonged to children between the ages of two and four five and eight and six and ten so there's three sets of bones and yeah. they're all males and those angels uh, from what they could tell the the thing that kind of is hard for me is like at this point 
they hadn't done any DNA testing. So the bones that are between 5 and 8 and 6 and 10, I don't know how they could tell those weren't for the same victim. Okay. So, because there's so much overlap there. But if you remember, Andrew was 9. Yeah. Alexander was 7. And Tanner was five when they went missing. Okay, so I mean that is a little. So they're all right in suspicious. those. Yeah, they're all right in those age age ranges. Yeah. Um, and the fact that the anthropologists at the university were like, "These are not ancient bones," is not a great sign. Yeah. Um, when John, who was in prison still at yeah. this point, because he's still in prison heard of the discovery he said quote when i saw it on the news i just rolled my eyes yeah those are not my boys end quote he also mentioned that he was being threatened by other inmates um who were calling him a quote child killer end quote and saying that they were going to quote or were going were quote going to find a way to retaliate end quote so boohoo your children are missing and you won't tell anyone what you did with them and you're being harassed in prison you poor poor thing yeah i don't feel bad for you (laughs) dick also you probably know those aren't your boys because you know where they are yeah exactly and so like seriously just fucking man up and tell people where your kids are well they're with the amish didn't you (sighs) oh yeah okay um He also has been quoted saying to investigators that, quote, the children will hibernate until they graduate, end quote. Okay, but one would already been graduated. Yeah. And two Two of them might have already by now, depending on what year they were in school. He also, right when, so right after the boys went missing, he said this, and this is, this just kind of like... You can see it. I there are two different ways to interpret this, but I interpret it the creepy way. So okay. he told investigators that, quote, he wrapped each boy in a blanket, gave them a stuffed animal, placed them in his van, and drove away. End quote. Isn't that the creepiest way you could say that you took your kids somewhere? Yeah, it's very descriptive. It's creepy, like. Why not just say I put them in a van and check them? Somewhere? Yeah, I gave them their blankets, their stuffed animals, and then we got in the van and left. Yeah, or they grabbed a blanket and a stuffed animal, and we got in a car and we went. It's like he's intentionally saying it in the creepiest way possible. Yeah, and I don't like it. Yeah, that's weird because he it's implying like to me that implies that he killed them, right? Wrapped them in a blanket, gave them a stuffed animal, put them in the back of his van. Yeah. And then drove them somewhere and buried their bodies. Yeah. So I don't like it. I think it's creepy. Um, so the remains that were tested from Montana were not those of Andrew, Alexander, or Tanner, which so probably should not be a They big proved surprise. that? Yes. <laughs> which Excuse me. isn't like a huge shocker right. to me. Um, or John. Yeah. Uh, John is now claiming that he gave the boys to a man and two women who lived on a farm in Ohio near the Indiana border. So this is story number three. Uh-huh. Yeah, from him. Um, And he said that they drove a light-colored truck 
and that he told his boys that they were going to go somewhere where they could get the farm boots they wanted and live on a farm. When, when, did, I, he, when did he say this story? Um, Recently. Okay, you lying son of a bitch. And also, um, I don't know, our parents have never given us this lie of sending our animals to the farm. Right. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah. So, you know, also super creepy. Yeah. Did you come up with that yourself? I did. Wow. Thank you. Um. So, in 2020, the most recent age progression photos were done showing the boys at 19, 17, and 15. And let me tell you, Em, they are such cute boys. Oh, my God. I have to show you these right now. Look at how handsome they would be. Oh, yeah, they are They're cute. such handsome boys. And, like, as Is little... Is that pictures of them in, when they were little? Yeah, and right next to it. Oh, well. Yeah. Just shoot me in the heart. I know. Aren't they so cute? Yeah. Little Alexander with his cute little glasses. Yeah. Ugh, you guys, it hurts. They're such cute kids. Like, look at this one. Okay, we gotta stop doing this, though. <laughs> I know, but it's yeah, so cute. it's cute. I'll post these on our Instagram. Um, Instagram which I'm hopefully going to do earlier in the day than last time. Um, so police are still looking for the boys, and they promise to keep looking for them. Uh, specifically, they're asking hunters in the Holiday City area to keep their eyes open. Um, lead investigator, Detective Lieutenant, which is the longest title I've ever written in my life, um, Jeremy Brewer has said, quote, Anything you might find in the woods, if it's kids' clothes, if it's toys, if it's anything that might possibly be related, please call, end quote. Stuffed animals. Yeah, like anything that just seems kind of suspicious, you know, like if it just doesn't sit right in your gut, just give them a call. I don't think they'll be mad if they come out and it has nothing to do with anything. Like they want to find these kids as much as anyone else at this point. Um, an Ohioan news reporter named Lynn Thomas has his own theory about where the bodies might be, and Lynn Thomas has been following the story the whole time. Okay. Um, and he's written a book. I did not read the book because I well, didn't. We, just, we don't have enough time. Yeah, I just didn't decide to do this story until, like, Friday. Yeah. I would be curious to read the book, though. It sounds like it's a good book. Um, he says that there is a chunk of private land near a campground in Holiday City where police already searched, but they didn't really get to search the private land as much as they would have liked. And he said there Who is... The land? I don't know. It's just Go not... knock on the door. Hello, sir. Yeah. search this land. Um, he said that... Uh, Lynn said that there is a trail on that land that has a tree with a Spalding Little League baseball that was made in 2010 wedged in it. He believes that this is some sort of a marker. Oh, well, that, yeah, I mean, that's a little sketchy. Mm-hmm. To this day, the only one who really knows what happened to Andrew, Alexander, and Tanner is their father, John. And unfortunately for us, it does not seem like he's going to be talking anytime soon. If you have any leads as to where Andrew, Alexander, or Tanner are, please call the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children at 1-800-THE-LOST. That's 
four, three, five, six, seven, eight. That. So what is up with the mom? Do we know? She she believes that they're um that they're dead. She's holding out hope that they'll come back, but she's not overly hopeful about it. She's like, you know, it'd be really wonderful if they did just walk through the door, but I I'm not optimistic at this point. Yeah, I would have to probably um agree. I think he did it and I don't think they're alive. <laughs> I don't, yeah. It just seems really suspicious to me, like, that you would just trust some strangers with your children when you don't even trust, like, your ex-wife. Yeah. Um, and also, like, it's just, like, you're, the per- the kid is would be old enough to know where he came from. The only thing I can think of is, what if they split them up? But still, he would know. Yeah, the oldest would still remember. You're nine. Like, yeah, that's yeah. not that. Um, and that was only 11 years ago. Like Andrew would remember. Yeah. No, I mean, like, like for like for, for us, thinking back to nine is. That's what, like, fourth grade? Third grade? Isn't, isn't super easy. But, like, for him, he's only 20 years old. Like, nine wasn't that long ago. Well, and this is a traumatic experience yeah. for a nine-year-old. So you would think, unless his brain just, like, completely blocked, blocked it, out, it out which, I which mean, could happen it could happen but seems really convenient yeah like i hope they f- they find them um me too i think that the baseball and the tree is a little weird Did especially because baseball? i don't know but i mean they're little boys yeah. so it's not uh, completely unlikely yeah I and, just, like, the fact that it's literally the ball is from 2010 10. and it's, like, wedged into this tree is just, it's just weird. But then, like, would he be dumb enough to do that? He was dumb enough to not even hide the fact that he took his kids somewhere. Yeah, that just doesn't make a lot of sense. No. Yeah, I'm going to have to say he probably did it. And like, if, if I were him. Do you think if he, when he gets out of prison, he's going to be like, I'll show you suckers and, like, go get his kids? You know what? I hope so. Yeah, that'd be great. I hope so. I hope that he, in 2025, he goes and he finds those boys and brings them home and is like, I fucking told you I didn't kill him. Yeah. Like, that would be incredible. Yeah. That but, would be a crazy story. I mean, if we're still doing this podcast in four years, yeah. we, we can touch back on it. Yeah. But I just, the whole thing just seems so weird. Like, I don't see this having a, a good, happy conclusion. No, I agree with you unfortunately so, yeah which is really sad but again if you have any information please call 1-800-THE-LOST and bring the boys home i highly doubt any of our listeners have any information but you don't know again who um he drove a blue minivan it was a dodge so if you were in the area and you saw a blue minivan being creepy in on black friday which is actually a really dumb day to do something so early in the morning yeah because everyone's People's awake yeah. yeah like idiot dumb dumb but best. i mean no one saw anything apparently apparently so. not um so my sources were the plymouth voice um dot com, which i want to say is meow <laughs> um wtol.com um, WBCKFM, MichiganCriminalLawyer.com. That's where I found out about what fourth degree, right? Watch McCall was. Um, 
WZZM13.com, click on Detroit.com, and um, there was a little blurb in Daily Mail that I read but didn't really take any information from, but I still wanted to give them credit because I don't want to get in trouble. Okay, cool. So uh, let let us know your thoughts on this case um, on social media, Midwest Madness Facebook group, podcast Facebook group, sorry, um, MW Madness podcast on instagram mm-hmm. and, and that's gmail. the gmail too. so let us know what you guys think um as always we appreciate you listening and rate review follow we will see you on f- next tuesday yeah i almost said friday but no i think our mini will be out by then so yeah cool. more than likely all right see you guys bye